yeah, it's a really difficult um, time for the tens of thousands of people that are renting and um, a risk of eviction right throughout the country. Um, we would certainly support an extension of the ban, considering the huge number of households that are going to be at risk of coming into homeless sector, which already is at capacity with very little accommodation available to single households or families right, right throughout the country. And the van provides a degree of protection and should be combined with other incentives to keep um, landlords in the market while we rapidly increase our social support for housing build. So we'd absolutely support it and I think we need clarity from the Department of Housing and from Minister O'Brien as soon as possible. The homelessness in Clare and in the Midwest region, can you see it soaring if the ban is lifted? Yeah, uh, we do see, um, we would be at, uh, very concerned about the number of people that would be coming into homelessness in the region should the addiction be be um, lifted, you know, without any kind of um, kind of softer measures moving out of it. Um, I think we, this is evidenced from the time when there was moratorium and evictions during um, the pandemic and when, when this was lifted in April 2021, we saw huge numbers of people moving into homeless accommodation. This has been well flagged by housing bodies and charities that working in the sector but I think even for us we were surprised at the level of homelessness like we're at the highest level now with over 11,500 people experiencing homelessness and 3,500 of these are children these are children that wake up every morning in hotel rooms or hubs and go to school from there they could be far away from um, from their schools from their connections from their support networks it's really traumatising and we know categorically if this ban is lifted on the 31st of March we'll have many more households experiencing that same um, trauma and trying to secure accommodation in a sector that's really, really tight in accommodation at the moment. Have you seen numbers increase recently, uh, Una, in terms of people who are coming to, to Novas or trying to access your services or support? Yeah, we have. We've seen both the numbers of people um, seeking support increasing and we've also seen the number of people moving out for accommodation through the private rent market decreasing. In our hub in Ennis last year, I, I, I think that no family moved out through the private rent market. There are sources of accommodation either through houses, other approved housing body or Clare County Council. So this was a big shift in the early years when we set up um, the hub where more people are moving out through the private rent market. But that market has contracted by 43,000 homes in the last five years. And in the last quarter of 2022, um, 40% of all houses that were sold in Ireland were um, landlords selling an investment property. So we do need to, as well as the eviction ban, we do need support for small landlords to run side by side to incentivise them to stay in the market. Because at the moment, the burden of tax seems to be lying with the small landlords rather than institutional landlords. And they don't seem to be incentivised to stay despite the demand for private rented accommodation. So we do need to look at ways that we can support landlords to stay in the market while also simultaneously really increasing our housing supply, our social affordable housing supply, because fundamentally we're flawed in depending on the private rented market to provide our social housing needs. That's fundamentally the problem that we have here. I'll just go to uh, Jackie Bonfield uh, for our CEO of Midwest Simon, who we should have back. Jackie, are you with us? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Um, uh, can I just ask you the point Una was making about you know needing incentives to keep those smaller landlords in the market? Well, she's absolutely right. I mean, I think the whole thing—they call it a winter ban on eviction. It's as if it's. 
it's as if because of winter, you know, um, there was something extra happening out there in the housing market. It's not because of the winter uh, period that these the ban should have been put in place. So absolutely, it's not because winter is now passed, it should be lifted. And like she said, we need to incentivise people to stay in the market. And lifting the ban without giving incentives for people to stay in, there's no, it makes no sense. It's like in just acting something without having a plan behind it. And you'd expect more from the government. So Una is exact, exactly right on what she's saying. You know, they need to start doing a bit of forward planning, putting controls in place so we don't end up with the, I suppose, the wave of people that we do expect to come out of this if they let us go ahead on the 31st of March. And that question I was putting to Una earlier, Jackie, about the, you know, we're, we're waiting for Minister O'Brien uh, and the government to make a decision on this. Do you feel, as Una did, that it is pretty damaging to leave people in this, leave them hanging, uh, for want of a better phrase, while uh, we wait for a decision to be made on whether that extension go- goes beyond the 31st of March or not? Yeah, absolutely. What we're within five weeks, six weeks of that period of time. I mean, just if you take, you know, a family sitting home last night thinking, okay, what are we going to do in five weeks' time? We've got the notice in the door. Where are we going to go from here? The government can't treat people like that. You you can't put people on a knife edge, consistently worrying about where they're going to be living, because that is causing them stress, the trauma, the children. Like we we know the issues here. The ERSRI have come out with statistics and reports. We know the issues, so it's, it's like the government are disregarding the reports that should make them act because they don't want to do anything to solve the problem that's there. And Anne-Marie O'Reilly, Threshold's National Advocacy Manager, also with us. Uh, would you be singing from the same hymn sheet uh, as Jackie and Una in that regard that, you know, it, it, we're, we are so close to that to that deadline and a decision, you know, the Minister says no decision made yet, but that really decision should have been made now uh, already. Yeah, considering the short timeline, um, five weeks out, and the situation isn't any different, really, than it was back in September uh, when the decision was made to introduce, or in October, when the decision was made to introduce the eviction ban in the first place. Uh, So, you know, nothing, I don't expect anything major is going to happen in the next five weeks that could make them decide to go ahead and lift it. And, And the eviction ban was to give the government that, that breathing space and that time to devise and put in place some sort of measures to uh, ensure that we don't see the, the continued rise in homelessness, to ensure we don't see the continued rise in eviction notices being issued to people. And we've not really seen anything being done in the last five months. Uh, so I think it would be incredibly difficult for government to, to go ahead and, and lift the ban uh, come the end of March. Um, now, I, I will just say, though, for anyone who's listening and who, who does have, has received a notice of termination, not everyone has to leave their property come the 1st of April. It does depend on what sort on the, the notice that you do have. So I would just like to say that to any listeners right now who might be thinking, oh, I have to be out on the 1st of March, and they can give Threshold a call and we'll tell them what they're their new termination date is. So I just think it's important to flag that with people. Okay, I know it is important to highlight that and not everyone will be will be evicted on the 1st of April. But I mean, I'm sure you mm. are aware of how tenants are feeling about the end of the eviction mm. ban. What's the general sense that's out there? Is there an, a, a nervousness or a genuine worry or fear? Oh, yeah, people are incredibly anxious and are stressed. Um, certainly, you know, the threshold advisors are 
feeling it, uh, uh, you know, on, on the calls. That, and they're doing a lot to provide that emotional support and reassurance and guidance to uh, renters who are getting in touch with us at present. Um, you know, we're hearing from about 450 households a month who've received a notice of termination. And uh, with very little available to rent, people are incredibly stressed. And um, people certainly aren't sitting back going, oh, I've got a few more months in the house, I sure will be fine. People are desperately looking for somewhere. So, no, it's an incredibly difficult time for renters and um, they're definitely feeling feeling the, the stress of it. Una, when do you think a, a decision needs to be made so that tenants who are at risk of homelessness are given enough time to prepare themselves, whatever the decision may be? I think that the, that the time has passed. Alan and I think that a decision needs to be made with urgency and an announcement as soon as possible for the people that are in a really precarious position extremely worried about where they're going to go knowing that and and, uh, as Anne-Marie said there have already been scrambling looking for accommodation and know know that there's nothing available so we need that security and landlords also need to know um, how, how that's going to play out for them um, and um, then that there should be some incentives for them to ensure that they, they're feeling supported because whether we like it or not, we are very much dependent on the private rented sector to support people who need affordable and social housing in this state. And that until the supply is increased to such an extent that we can reduce the reliance and that the private rent market is used for young professionals and students and, and how it's intended, um, that's going to be the situation. And even you know, the number of houses we need, you know, there seems to be conflicting reports on that, you know, we're all kind of following, you know, the Housing for All guidebook, which suggests that we need about 33,000 houses, uh, 33, houses built per year for the next five years. A recent report by the Housing Commission has suggested up to 62,000 houses per, per annum is required to meet your social and affordable and general housing needs. So a rapid supply of um, housing needs to coincide with the maintenance of the housing, um, the eviction ban and also incentives for the private landlords to stay in the market. And and Jackie, what wraparound services do you feel are needed uh, to to, to be put in place to to try and and offset the the, the impact of, of the eviction ban ending? Well, we need to see more psychologists giving support to people who are in homeless services. But I suppose the main question is, if the government are going to go ahead with this lifting of the ban on the 31st of March, what controls do they have in place? So have they, like Anne-Marie just said, there are 450 households a month basically presenting this. I hope I got that number right. So has the government got um, 450 places in homeless services to accommodate these families? So they need to make sure that when the evictions start happening, they have some place for these families to go. We know the hotels are full. We know there is no private rented. We know there is no social housing. So have the the government put in place emergency accommodation for the families that they expect to be evicted because the ban is being lifted. And that's what we need to ask. Have you made a plan? Is it ready to roll out? And it would be great if they could tell somebody. Uh, Would you be uh, thinking of a similar mind, Anne-Marie? I suppose what we'd like to see is is not get to that point. Um, uh, You know, the... The response to this being more emergency accommodation would be the least preferred, but that may be 
where the direction we're heading in. Um, as it stands, whenever a landlord uh, issues a notice of termination, they must send that to the Residential Tenancies Board. So there is a record there of people who are facing um, you know, losing their home. And what we'd like to see is maybe more proactive action, either maybe through the RTB or the local authorities, in liaising with those renters and their landlord to see, well, what can be done? And if there isn't, if the landlord isn't able to you know, uh, keep the person in the home for the local authority then to look and see well, what alternative housing options are there available and have um, emergency accommodation as the last resort.